0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za.
1: We are on the line with Houshe Moleshe, who is uh, an energy analyst. Uh, South Africa's electricity minister has proposed a plan to stave off deeper power cuts by increasing the use of diesel Kushe, good morning and thank you so much for coming through.
0: Good morning, Kwena and the listeners.
1: So, listening to Minister Ramokgopa and his solutions, anything new, anything to write home about?
0: Uh, the solution that relates to diesel um for um trying to mitigate the the the, the power um, Load shedding is a bit of a challenge in the sense that it is going to cost the economy quite a lot and it's not a permanent solution Mm. and neither is it sustainable. Because when you use diesel, which is you use the open cycle gas turbines, these are meant to be used for picking power during certain periods in the day as well as for emergencies. So, if you're going to ramp them up and use them a lot, that will call into question the sustainability of that because they will be have an impact in terms of your maintenance, in terms of the operational regime. They are not supposed to be operated like uh, full time. So, that is going to be the question over time. Um, it will have an impact. <coughs> Nelsa has also questioned that that strategy.
1: And I mean, as you say, the figure that is being uh, uh, spoken about here for diesel, we're talking 30 billion. That's uh, quite a steep amount, and as you say, and more so because this is not a permanent solution. So it sounds like, uh, I guess, uh, money wasted to a certain extent.
0: It, it, it does sound like money wasted, because that 30 billion, you will consume the diesel. Once you consume it, it's gone. You're not building towards a certain plant or anything with that money. So it is really a, a situation I understand that the economy is also important for the economy to continue to be powered by electricity, but I think that we should have come up with better better options, though we don't have them in the short term, to be honest with you, we don't have them in the short term because we have not planned properly.
1: But also, uh, uh, Jose... The former CEO, under De Reiter, proposed exactly this on numerous occasions. Uh, So it it almost sounds like the new minister is offering us nothing new.
0: Uh, No, there is nothing new with respect to that. And Nelson was not happy with that because um, they would not want to take that into account when it comes to the tariff. It will affect consumers if they would take that into account. As I said, they also were concerned about the running of the inefficient running of the open cycle gas turbines, which could lead to uh, maintenance issues in future and a breakdown of those, of, of those which are our emergency um, backup, really.
1: Th- there's also the issue, and I know sometimes people, we speak lightheartedly of this, the president saying that uh, we should switch off our geysers, and also a plan to... I guess switch off uh, gizzas remotely, which I think it's a pipe dream. Uh, but, I mean, does that show the sign of, I don't know, lack of solutions or, or maybe desperation in terms of finding this? Because if you're saying people should switch off gizzas when you don't have power for 12 hours in a day, it really defeats the purpose. Uh, that's true. If you don't have
0: sufficient time to power your Giza um, there was a plan from ESCOM many years ago, especially when during the period we were going to, to the World Cup, uh, where there was demand-side management interventions, including putting solar geysers
1: mm. and uh, uh,
0: using efficient lighting and all of those. There is room for that in the market. However, that has to be planned very well for it to have an effect. As you say, switching off geezers remotely would need you to have connected uh, that data, have that data, and be able to do that. But otherwise, you will have to ask people to manually do it. So it will take time for you to put the systems together that would, would be able to enable you to switch them off remotely. So that's, that's, that's a pipe thing if you don't have the systems to do it.
1: Ideally, though, Hushe, what would work? If if there's anything, I'm, I I doubt there's an instant solution. Just at water and no more load shading. But uh, ideally, what should the minister be focusing on to try and uh, you know limit the, the 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 amount of load shading that we're experiencing daily as South Africans?
0: Ideally, there should have been a plan to make sure that there is reliability. And I say should have because the time has passed. Should have been a plan to make sure that reliability maintenance is done on the plants at ESCOM. Of course, that will have an impact as well for a period because you would have to put them off for something like six months or more. So that's not a, a, So that means then you need new capacity, new plants coming in to be able to mitigate that problem. So we really don't have, we've been talking about regional power, that we're going to buy from independent power producers, but we've been forgetting that they need to also put the plants. Uh, there's a lead time to them uh, building the plants. Um, ideally, there was, should have been gas also, infrastructure put in place to make sure that we can have an alternative solution that is flexible. Uh, that, uh, they, there's been a procurement program that's supposed to have started a while ago It's in the making, but all of these things take time and we don't seem to do them with the
1: urgency that is required. There's also been a request by the minister for the extension of use of coal-fired units uh, which are set for decommissioning over the next Mm. few years. Uh, Mm. And and I mean, also, it goes to show that we haven't really thought through of solutions if we are still saying that as much as these are going to be decommissioned but we need to use them a little bit more uh, because there's no other solution. It, it does sound like that, isn't it?
0: Yes, and and even there, it's not a short-term solution. Mm. He talked about the cost plus mines that are linked to those plants. There was no investment there that should have been there because of ESCOM's challenges financially. Now, ESCOM is still having challenges financially, even though National Treasury is coming in to assist them. So the question there, even if you could extend those plants is that do you have a financial plan that goes with that technical plan to be able to know how much you require and where that money is going to come from otherwise it's all throwing solutions without really stress testing how are we going to get there that's the important question yes you can extend the life of the plants how are you going to get there what is the plan and even that extending that life of the plants means some some of the units will be off uh, for that process, and then when they are off, what happens to the gap that is created by that? So if you plan just to, uh, randomly and you don't have a, a concrete, integrated plan, you really don't have a plan.
1: Khusha, thank you so much for coming through to speak to us. I appreciate your time and your insight.
0: You're welcome.
1: Thank you, Malaysia, who's an energy analyst. The bottom line is, we still don't have solutions to load shedding. Absolutely no solutions. If the, if the minister is still talking about things that were proposed by uh, Andre De Reiter on a couple of times, then what's new?
0: You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.